It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Ashley Webster. I'm Kennedy. I'm Jason Chaffetz, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, March 3rd, 2022. I'm Eben Brown. Russian missiles are flying, Russian tanks are rolling, and Russian troops are starting to occupy Ukraine. So where are the Ukrainians? Those who aren't staying to fight are trying to escape, and now the number of refugees in Europe surpasses the million mark. The European continent now has this refugee challenge on its hands that is going to be a huge humanitarian and eventually economic uh, challenge for many, many countries in the European Union, not just the nations that border Ukraine. This is the Fox News Rundown, War on Ukraine. News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Ukrainian men can't leave the country, not even with their families, and no doubt you've seen pictures and video on your social timelines of men unable to fight the tears as they bid farewell to wives and small children. They stay and fight while families head out, maybe west to Poland. And in less than a week, the number of Ukrainian refugees in Poland is astronomically high. We've been among very large groups at a few different locations. There are some uh, border crossings near uh, the town where we are right now. One in particular is quite popular, the uh, the Medica uh, border crossing, where in normal times it's a pedestrian crossing. Fox's Connell McShane has been speaking with Ukrainian refugees who are waiting to figure out where they can go next, having left their country and now sitting in the Polish town of Przemysl. In normal times, you'd see people, you know, walking across there, maybe to go to work or go shopping in uh, Ukraine or in Poland, uh, whichever side of the border you started on. And now we still see people walking across there. But what we noticed and what surprised us, I think, on the first day that we were here, at least, it's now a story that's been widely reported, is that it wasn't only refugees coming out of the country. It was a number of people who were walking back in and i don't think we didn't expect to see that so when we got down to the border crossing we were surprised to see the people in poland walking back in and then as we started to speak to them we understood what was going on many or most were military age young men um, a lot of them were carrying what looked like military duffel bags and they were going back in to rejoin the fight and we knew that because for the ones that spoke english if we were to ask them that question they would readily tell us we're going back to fight we love our country and we want to defend our country now remember Eben, these are people who are living in a different part of europe whether it be poland or another country and probably living comfortable lives working in a, a civilian job but they were choosing to join a war that they didn't have to join but that they wanted to join so that was one of the first things that stood out to us when we went down to that uh border crossing so these are people who, who have opted to go back into the, the proverbial lion's den. Um, how, how, d- d- tell us about those, uh, those young men. You've said they're young. Uh, how young exactly? And, and, and if you've gotten to speak with them, what, what are some of their stories? 
Well, one was an 18-year-old boy, one of the first ones that we spoke to, and uh, he was walking in by himself. I think he said he did have some family members on the other side, but he was ready to join in in the fight. Now, I did say many of them were young, and they were, but some of them weren't. Some of them were men of middle-aged who were, um, again, going back in to get involved in defending a country where they'd lived for many years and maybe moved away from a few years ago. And, and some had previous military experience, and others had literally no experience in the military and were still wanting to get involved. And on the other side of it, there were uh, some females who were going in as well, not necessarily to join the fight, but to help with it. And a woman uh, told us that she came to do whatever was necessary. Maybe somebody in the Army needed help uh, cooking a meal or needed help with the clothing, and she was going to provide that help. So th there was tremendous resolve among the people of Ukraine going back to help their country. But of course, as the days have gone on now, and this is our, you know, I believe fourth day reporting from here, uh, the, the refugee crisis of people going out is becoming uh, the story because those numbers, um, as you mentioned at the start of our conversation, are just growing larger and larger by the day. You top a million people in just one week, you start to think to yourself, where are we going to be in two weeks, three weeks, or even a few months from now? The estimates of the United Nations, and you're right, they are just estimates, are up around four million now refugees, but you could imagine it even going higher than that, depending on how things on the ground go. We've talked to so many of these refugees that have arrived at this kind of temporary refugee camp where we are just outside the border. And they're mostly women and children because the men, the dads and, you know, and the husbands, they've stayed behind to be involved in the war effort, whether it's fighting in the war or helping out in some other way. So it's mostly women and children. And they Tell us they waited as long as they could. I mean, many times the air raid sirens were going off and the, the shelling was going on very close to their homes. And they finally said, I got to get out of here to protect my children. And I think what stands out about that is that you start to think, boy, there's so many other people still in Ukraine who are still in their homes who have not left yet because maybe uh, the war hasn't quite reached their town. So this story is only just beginning, and it's one that is going to be so impactful for such a, a wide region. It's not just about Poland or other bordering countries, because you see the headlines that a majority of the refugees are coming in uh, to Poland. It's where do they go from here, where we are, a staging area. You see buses pulling up that have signs on the front of them indicating that the uh, that they're available to drive refugees all over Europe. There's a bus today going to Italy, another one going to Germany, a third one going to the Czech Republic. So the European continent now has this refugee challenge on its hands that is going to be a huge humanitarian and eventually economic uh, challenge for many, many countries in the European Union, not just the nations that border Ukraine. You've been hearing Fox News correspondent Connell McShane speaking from a refugee camp for Ukrainians in the town of Przemysl in Poland on the Fox News rundown War on Ukraine. We'll have more straight ahead. Tell me more about the refugee camp that you've been visiting. There's, uh, th these are never comfortable. Uh, depending on where they are in the world, they can be somewhat hygienic, but they're never ideal. 
No, they're never ideal, but we have been impressed by the um, resolve of the volunteers coming in from, again, all over Europe. The local government here in Poland is helping out as well. And you don't see anybody arguing. You don't see anybody pushing and shoving. There's none of that. There's a lot of coming together and working together and just doing the best that they can. And uh, that's been impressive. And I mean, the particular staging area or camp that we are, it's just a parking lot. And at one point there was a uh, kind of a mini shopping mall attached to a supermarket here, but that closed down uh, before this crisis. And the local government knew that this area was open, that nobody was using it. So they made it available. These volunteers came in grassroots and they've just been organizing it on the fly. So yesterday, for example, a lot of it was being organized outside in the parking lot in the cold. Today, they've set up more of the staging for the uh, uh, the bus rides and what have you inside so that people have a room and a little cot uh, to sleep on, which um, volunteers have been bringing in. So to see that uh, organized in real time, just in this little piece of the puzzle where we are, is really impressive because it's not like somebody called in uh, the army or the NATO troops to do this. This is just, you know, or church groups and, and other charity organizations from across Europe that are just trying to piece it all together and trying to get these people uh, somewhere comfortable. So, you know, we've met so many individuals, and again, most of them are women and children who each have um, a story, and some of them have a place to go. Some of them have relatives here in, in Poland or, or friends in another European country, but there are others who don't have any place to go. They just wanted to get out of Ukraine, and they come here, and the volunteers ask them a few questions, and they find them a bus to go on, and they find them a family in another city that has agreed to take them in. For a period of time, and nobody knows how long that period of time will be. And the other thing I'll say about it is that almost every single person that we've asked is convinced, in their own mind at least, that they're going back to Ukraine, that Ukraine will, as many of them tell us, win this war. They're so proud of their country. Connell, you uh, you mentioned on your uh, your appearance on the Fox News channel about a, a boy and his mother and a certain thing that this boy is now doing repeatedly. And I wanted you to tell us about this. This is remarkable. So there was a young mother inside this um, staging area where we are today with a three-year-old son. And we went in to try to speak to them as we were with many of the families who are here. But it was clear that she wasn't, uh, there was a language barrier and she wasn't comfortable speaking on, on camera in English. But she was able to communicate with us a little bit. And the boy was the cutest little guy you you, you've ever seen. I mean, he was uh, he was giving us high fives and fist bumps and just laughing and joking like any three-year-old would. And he was just, um, he seemed like he was having a great time, quite frankly, because, you know, he didn't understand what was going on. But just as we, was, uh, Christian, my photographer and I were both in there, just as we got up, we started walking away. And I noticed that the little boy, there was a cardboard box full of toys that the volunteers had set up. He's, he was a little three-year-old ran away from when where he was standing and he, and he he jumped in the box, physically jumped in the box, and you could tell he was almost pretending to hide. And it looked like he was doing it in a playful manner. And I looked at his mom and his mom, you know, using hand signals, uh, kind of signaled to me that he'd been doing that for a while. And he did it when the air raid sirens were going off in their town. She said there have been air raid sirens going off for three days before they left Ukraine. And it sounded to me like she had almost made a game of it because she didn't want to scare her 
a young son that he knew when he heard that noise that, oh, okay, it's time to hide. And and he would almost playfully go in the corner and hide and duck for cover. But it was just, you know, anybody who's who's listening and so many people who are obviously your parents and they they have, you know, little ones at home. You can think of your own uh, little son or daughter that that suddenly is a part of something that's normal um, to them, you know, and for him, it was it was just another day. And, and, you know, to the mom's credit, she had made it to the point where it was that that it wasn't upsetting him. And and, and you know, he just thought nothing of it. Obviously, she knew better and, and she knew that she had to get him to safety. And and she did. She got him across the border to Poland, like so many others, leaving her husband behind to, to help out in the fight. And now she's going to try to find shelter somewhere else and, and wait it out and and go back when the when the war ends. Not a frightening concept for a parent. Connell McShane from Fox News and Fox Business, who has been reporting from a Ukrainian refugee site in the town of Pshemyshil, which is in Poland. Thank you for being with us on the Fox News Rundown, War on Ukraine. Kevin, thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.